Hello and welcome to Culture Sex Relationships with me, Justin Hancock. As you can see, this week's episode is an advice episode and um, it's actually shorter than usual because I've actually written it out as a blog post over at my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. And so I've literally just read it out. So it's shorter than usual, but it's also more focused because I've thought about every word I'm going to say. Yay, shorter podcasts. Um, so if you do want to read that blog post with all of the links and extra bits and bobs here and there, then please do head over to the Patreon and sign up from just £1 a month. Patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. Please help keep this show on the road. Uh, there are also some additional um, bonus bits of material in there and I am going to start doing proper serious bonus material uh, like all the other Patreon providers who do podcasts because I need more patrons otherwise I can't make this show anymore basically. This has to become a job for me or I have to stop doing it because I have to do other things. So on with the show. I hope you find it useful. Bye. I'm a woman in my 20s. My sexual problem is I'm exclusively turned on by men who treat me badly, don't respect me, disregard me, treat me like I'm inferior. If I want to be turned on, I need to be genuinely seen as a sex object. I need to feel mistreated or manipulated. However, afterwards, I always feel empty, worthless and emotionally wounded. If I find somebody who does care about me, respects me and treat me well, I don't want sex with them, I don't get wet, I don't want to kiss them, so I turn them down. How do I enjoy sex and find a loving partner? So first and foremost, the men who treat you so poorly have not done right by you. You deserve to feel nourished, valued and sustained by the sex you have. Good sex, no matter how casual, requires care, sensitivity, patience, empathy and kindness. All labours of love. It sounds like these men either need to learn to do this or to pay attention how to, to how to do this and to work on themselves to achieve it. But now to you. I think we could say that the sex is not really working for you at the moment. It sounds like the feeling of the sex which you enjoy at certain points is not something you enjoy at others. If you take the whole sexual experience, the bits where you are turned on and also the bits where you feel empty worthless and emotionally wounded are you really enjoying it at all so perhaps maybe it's a good idea to take sex off the table for a bit if this is something you know you are doing and has become a pattern for you which you keep repeating then therapy might be helpful for you i generally generally recommend therapists who might say they are sex positive not a term i like but it's a useful signifier or kink aware more on that in a bit Perhaps there is something which you can unlock in the therapy room where you no longer want to have that kind of sex or where you might be able to find something sexual from someone offering you care and love. Finding the heat from sex and the warmth from care is something which Esther Perel talks about in her excellent book Mating in Captivity. And this is something which happens with a lot of couples, usually in existing relationships, but you're definitely not alone in this. The work you need to do is to work out how you can do this before you get into a relationship, which, if you do manage to crack it, will stand you in good stead in the future. Perhaps some work on the self might be a good place to start too. A great therapist question is, where's the you in all of this? Let's look together at what the I is doing in your question. 
your I is a subject which is only existing in relation to these others who treat you badly or give you love you don't want. You have a sense of what you don't want or don't want but can't have and I in your question appears to me the most to be quite unnurtured and in need of some care. Not to sound really neoliberal but what do you desire? Before we move on, I think it's also important just to bring in the idea of feminism here. Clearly the thing that is turning you on is also the dominant theme of relationships between men and women, how patriarchy operates in culture. That is, men get to be the subjects and women the inessential other, to quote Simone de Beauvoir, more, more from her in a sec. So men get to be the subjects of their own stories and women are the characters or stories or objects that appear in them. So the work of feminism is to both smash the patriarchy at all levels and on an individual level to do the work of finding your subjectivity. In this case, finding your sexual subjectivity. And at this point, I'd recommend listening to the interview I did on the Culture Sex Relationships podcast uh, with Joy Townsend about her research called Her Sexual Self. It's really great. Jacques Lacan hit on the thing which you are finding tricky when he talks about there is no sexual relationship. A harmonious meeting of the needs of the subject, you, and the other, is very difficult and difficult to make sense of. This might be a useful diagnosis for you, although not a very useful solution. To explain this, Slavoj Žižek, in his book How to Read Lacan, tells a good story which illustrates this idea of the sexual non-relation. There was this sexist TV ad where a beautiful princess was walking by a lake where she stoops to pick up a frog. When she kisses the frog, it turns into what she, into what she desires, a beautiful, handsome prince, fully phallic and fully present. The handsome prince looks at her, kisses her, and she turns into a bottle of beer, the bottle of beer being advertised. So we might understand the sexual non-relation, or for Lacan, we might understand sex looking like a frog cuddling a beer bottle. This misdirection of desires means that, for many people, their experience of sex is not a kind of mutually recognising and liberating experience, where the subject and the other experience each other ambiguously for that moment. As Simone de Beauvoir says, the erotic experience is one that most poignantly, poignantly reveals to human beings that ambiguous con condition. They experience it as flesh and as spirit, as the other and as subject. Where this isn't the experience of sex, we might also experience heteropessimism, as we discussed with Bonnie and Jacob when they came on the podcast to talk about their excellent book, Event Horizon, where the shortcomings of heterosexuality is understood as a kind of sexual realism, which is to say, straight experience and culture is doomed, but we might as well stick with it for a, better, for a lack of a better alternative. Fantasy might be your way forward. Zizek in the How to Read Lacan book says that fantasy literally teaches us how to desire. Fantasy is something which might help us cover over the deadlock of the sexual non-relation and provide a screen for us to make sense, some kind of sense, of sex. In your case, fantasy might provide you with ways of reconciling the care warmth of the people who like you with some of the hotness that you experience from the people who don't. I'm not going to prescribe how you do it, but allowing fantasy and any elements of the unconscious to play a part in your sexuality might both be helpful, 
having hot sex with nice people, but also might reveal some truths or helpful insights. It's clear that there are some themes you could bring into fantasy. This is something that you could also do some work on with yourself through solo sex, self-kink or journaling. You might find that paying attention to a bit of that, sorry, you might find that paying a bit of attention to that, even in a very small way, might help you shift some other things really quite dramatically. To bring back the feminist argument, you might want to think of this as some kind of reclamation of your otherness as a subject. Fantasy or fiction or erotic unconscious might be utilised in you centering your sexual self by choosing to decenter yourself. That this comes from your sense of self is a deeply caring or might be a deeply caring, intentional and consensual act which is very different from how you've been treated by these other men. If there's something you can reclaim for yourself consensually. And certainly kink is an option for you. I'm sure there are many, many people who have been in a similar situation to you and found a way to navigate this via a dominant submissive dynamic. Perhaps an ideal situation for you here is to find you a loving, caring dom who can embody or play the role of the guys at the beginning of your message. Whilst there are certainly abusive people who practice kink, kink is generally built around the principles of consent and has done a lot to help people bring in more consent into their lives. For more on kink and consent, you can listen to the Meg, John and Justin episode, uh, that's me and Meg, John, uh, about kink that we did last year. Talking about motivations for sex, what place we want to be in during it and after. Talking explicitly about needs and wants. Careful affective, affective means how our bodies are affected by something. Careful affective communication, sex or kink inventories, and aftercare are all things that kink and queer communities have pioneered. Perhaps even if kink doesn't interest you, you might benefit from having access to some of these practices in sex and in life generally. I've written more about kink, rough sex and vanilla at my website, Bish, which the links of which are in this, in the post or in the bio buy it in the description. Another bit of advice that I seem to be giving to everyone at the moment is to try to soften some of the edges around your sexual knowledge. Learning our sexual selves is incredibly difficult because of who owns sexual knowledge in broader society. So even terms like turned on have a very specific biomedical meaning that might not always be helpful for us. Again, there's a really great account of this in Catherine Angel's book, Tomorrow Sex Will Be Good Again, and also Catherine came on the show last year to talk about her book, so scroll back through the feed and find that. We are told that our bodies have to work in certain ways in order to be turned on. However, that territorializes our bodies in very specific ways. This invites other questions like, which part of our bodies? What is a turned on body? Turned on for what? So can you apply a bit of gentle curiosity to your experiences, particularly with the people that you like but don't turn you on? Can you bring in your body a bit more? Do you notice goosebumps, tightening in the abdomen, hair standing on end, or anything else really small like that? Are there ways to give yourself permission to pay attention to your body in a gentle way? In this way, you might also be able to model the kinds of care that you seek in another, but for yourself too. Can you shift your attention to what is different, what changes, 
What else can your body do? Bringing this gentle attention to the small things in solo sex or future partnered sex might just allow for the possibilities that you might start to move in the direction of pleasure and care. Lastly, think of your non-sex life. Are you able to enjoy things either by yourself or with others that don't require, uh, require another and other to treat you badly and where you end up enjoying the whole experience? Think of really embodied things like exercise, showers or baths, funny comedy shows, thrillers, being in nature, becoming engrossed in a piece of art, enjoying being in, crowd, in a crowd at a protest or something, or being in a community setting like a pub. What qualities do you and others bring that you enable you to enjoy those things? Think of five qualities. Then think of another five. What's the difference? Now perhaps you can bring this level of attention to your sexual self. Imagine that you wake up tomorrow with the ability to have a sexual self that you feel comfortable with. What would you notice in yourself that this had happened? How might others respond to you? Thank you for your excellent question. and I hope that's been helpful for you and I hope that's helpful uh, for all of the listeners listening to the show. Dear listener, if you do have a question that you would like me to answer, please do send it over to culturesexrelationships at gmail.com. You could also record some audio if you wanted as well. I might have to edit it down. Please keep it to under a minute if you can. And if you want to send me an audio file again, it would be, I will keep it anonymous, although I won't be able to, I would keep your voice as it is, but I would leave your name out. If you wanted to record yourself so you appear on the show, that's also fine. But also, if you just want to send it to me in written form, I'll read it out as I've been doing with these questions. Hope you found that helpful. Bye.